0: Welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast. I'm here with one of my biggest mentors and one of my closest friends and one of my new colleagues at Joyco, And I can't. Begin to express how grateful I am that she had time for me today. She's a busy beaver and she literally always has a million things going on, and I've learned so much from her. Um, I actually have a story about when I really decided that I liked Larissa. And um, this is the story. The first time I ever taught on stage, I looked at her and I was like, Can you please give me feedback when I get off? And she was just like, Yes, sure. I got off stage, she gave me amazing feedback, and I was like, holy shit, this girl actually wants to see me grow, she's my mentor now, and from that day, I've been looking up and following Larissa through my stage career and my career with a brand, and she has helped me grow so much.
1: Aw, thank you for for having me on here, and I remember that day like it was yesterday, and I think you are an incredible artist, a great educator, mentor, friend, all of that. And I'm just really grateful to be here and for you to be part of my life.
0: I love it. And, you know, that day, it was so crazy scary. It was like the start of my new journey. And I was so scared. It was like being the new kid at like the school where everyone's dope and and i was like so nervous and the way that you were you're a mentor like you definitely like cared and you helped me and it really made me feel so much better and that's when i like knew i was because i like didn't know you know you then i like we kind of like whatever and i was just like okay cool. And ever since then, I've learned so much from you. I love watching you grow. I love watching you work. I love watching you perform. I think you're a badass bitch. And I just look up to you so much. So thank you for making the time to be on the podcast. I know that our audience will absolutely love you. Uh, But I want to give you the floor and just welcome you, everybody. Larissa Love is on the Gina Bianca podcast at Larissa Doll. And let's let her open up, share with us who she is, what she does, why she does, and where we can find her.
1: Oh, thank you, Gina. You just like made me smile from ear to ear. I love you so much. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Larissa Doll with one S. You can find me on YouTube, Larissa Love. On TikTok, Larissa Dom. Um, and no, I don't do a lot of music, I mean, dancing uh, videos. They're mainly here on TikTok. <laughs> um, and what I do is I'm an artist, I'm an educator, I'm a salon owner, um, I'm brand ambassador for an incredible company called Joico. And I get to travel the world and educate and meet new incredible artists all the time. And life is good. I cannot complain whatsoever. And did I think my life would be this way? No. And am I happy that I went this route? Yes. Um, So yeah, that's kind of my opening.
0: I love it. So how long have you been in the business?
1: I have been a hairdresser or a licensed hairdresser for 10 years now, which is insane. A full decade just passed by like that. Um, But I didn't really start getting into doing hair until like two years after I had my license. I tried to do my own thing from home and not work at a salon and build a clientele that way. But then I realized I don't know what I'm doing. One, I have no practice skills. Um, But two... I don't have any clientele. So then I went off and uh, worked at a salon called Carlton Hair. Do we all remember that salon? Uh, it's like chain salon. It's almost like a higher up from Supercuts. And I thought that was like a, such a badass salon to work at. Turns out two months later, um, I quit because they told me basically... Um, you have six months to become my assistant. And then after that, you're going to have to sign a contract for two years to be a stylist in this salon. And I'm thinking why I don't want to assist for six months and then be a stylist for this in the salon for two years. I don't see the logic behind that. And it's because you would get, they, they would give you education on Mondays. And they thought because of the education they're giving you, then they you have to sign it to your contract with them after that to kind of repay back. And I didn't see the logic behind that. I wanted the education, but I didn't want to feel like I was stuck if I didn't want to stay. So I actually had, I don't really talk about this story. This was like kind of like the pivotal moment of me realizing, you know what, I'm going to go off on my own and be my own person. And I remember my manager, which is also the lady that I was assisting for, she sits me down and she's like, so I heard that you wanted to leave after your six-month training and didn't want to sign a two-year contract with us. I'm like, well, I mean, honestly, I'm really grateful for the training, but I just don't see myself here for two years. I don't know if I could do that. She's like, well, I'm going to give you two options. She's like, you either sign your two-year contract right now or I'm gonna have to let you go. And I said, you don't need to do any of that because I quit. And I just quit on the spot like that. And I remember thinking, what the hell did I just do? This is the first salon that I actually am working, working at and I just quit. That's not a really good start off to this industry.
0: I have such a similar story and it's really working at this salon. It was the best salon in CT. I wanted to work there so bad. And you had a two year assistant program and then you walk into a full clientele two years assisting. And when I realized assisting was shampooing until your hands bled and like staring and drooling over foils, I got the opportunity to go to a Lady Gaga concert and I fucking quit on the spot when they wouldn't give me the day off. I was like, okay, bye. Like, I was just like, done. <laughs> That's incredible. And it's, it's so crazy to think that, you know, now
1: you worked with Lady Gaga and worked I on set <laughs> with her. How, how crazy how this world just all turns back around.
0: It's insane. I don't even know. But okay. So you've been, in, you've been in the biz for 10 years. And I remember following you, I'm going off script, it's not even scripted. We have questions, but I'm like, <laughs> I remember like, I remember when I first opened my Instagram account, I feel like you were the first person I followed, like, cause you were the first one doing it on Instagram, I feel. And I always give you that credit. You paved the way for a lot of stylists, especially showing your craft on Instagram. And I remember trying to replicate, trying to replicate and trying to like, you do videos and this is like eight years ago like when it just started and um you know it's just really cool to see like how far we've come and and it's just our first decade uh jay and i always talk about and if you guys uh don't know who jay is at it's mr Jay ladner um jay and i like love share and we talk about how share has six decade career we're in yeah. decade one Yes, And it's crazy AF what can happen in a decade. A hundred percent. Like, I mean,
1: I would, I never in my wildest dreams thought that my life would be where it is now in just the 10 years. But it started this way about maybe four years after I started, became a hairdresser, my life actually changed for the good, like way good better than i expected i never thought i'd be traveling and educating so early on In how
0: did you get into it when did you get the first opportunity
1: so like you said i started on social media on instagram very early on and i feel like i was one of the first few hairdressers um out of like guy tang and a few other people that really have incredible careers now as well um and I just started posting content on there. I don't know what I was doing, but I was just posting, posting very significantly every single day, multiple videos, multiple photos. Um, and it was easy to find me because it was not, it was not oversaturated with hairdressers how it is now, you know? And I think that's why my following grew so quickly. And because of that, Cosmoprof found me actually, and they reached out to me and they asked me, this was... I was four years into doing hair and they asked me would you like to come to a hair show and do meet and greet and I'm thinking one I didn't even know there was hair shows I didn't know that side of the world I was so just focused on being behind the chair I didn't know that there was that this whole different world of hair that existed and so they asked me to do meet and greet and then I also thought who's gonna want to meet me like is that even a thing? And why would they want to meet me? I had maybe like 50,000 followers at the time, which was a lot like for back in the day. This was seven years ago. And I mean, I figured, you know, why not? It's something, it's a new adventure, something I want to experience. And the amount of people, the line that was there to meet me—they said that was one of the best outcomes they've ever had. And there was other really big artists that they had on before for meet and greets that the outcome wasn't that way. And so. And I, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about that type of life. And so they asked me, you know, they, they said that they saw something in on, in me, quote unquote, and they asked me to become their brand ambassador eventually. I didn't even know what that meant. Like, I was such a baby and so naive to all of this. I didn't, I'd never educated nothing like that. And then they just kind of threw me on stage. I wasn't prepared for any of this. And um, looking back, I'm just like, I was such a kid and I don't, I don't know what I was doing, but I just, the thing is, is that I had fear, but I didn't let it stop me. And it was exciting and scary and new. And, um, and then that's how my career really just like exploded was when I started going to all these hair shows and educating and being on stage. And, and then that's how Joyco found me through Cosmoprof. And Five years ago was when I did my first shoot with them, and this is when they had to go through Prof to hire me, and and my first shoot with them was was in New York, and then we Draco and I just had a relationship and just got better and better and closer, and then they eventually asked me to become their brand ambassador, and it was just like a domino effect of one thing starting up, and then everything just kind of. Spirals in a good way.
0: I think that it's so amazing. You do draw such a beautiful crowd. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people are so drawn to you? Like you have a fandom of people who like literally love you. And what do you think it is? Thank you. Um I think
1: authenticity is probably one of the key factors. I'm always myself. I mean, for the most part, as much as I can be, you know, I don't really uh, tell people. I don't really have people tell me what to do. Like I try to really stick true to who I am and things I want to uh, do, things I believe in. I stick to those and I don't try to have someone change me. And there's been times where it's happened and I stick very true to who I am and I show my personality on social media in real life on stage. I think that's one thing that makes everyone stand out is their their authenticity of who they truly are, things that they truly believe in. And and don't don't go far from that. You know, there's only one you. So I think it's really important to to straight to stay true to who you are.
0: I love that. And I love like how you like you show. I I truly believe, and I know I'm like honey roasting you right now. But I love you. I think that you're an amazing person, and you do show people what's possible for this industry. And I think that having a cosmetology license is a very powerful thing. And when people look at people like you and I living the way that we live and uh, doing the things that we do, we do give stylists hope. And I think that that's huge. Like what you do is huge. I absolutely
1: agree, and I think what you do is incredible too. And because of the power of social media we have the ability to do that and we generally can be and do whatever we want now because of social media Uh, it's really paved a way for us to show our art show who we are to the whole world with a click of a button you know um and you know being a hairdresser used to be looked frowned upon at least 10 years ago when I started, it was almost like, oh, you're a hairdresser. You're uneducated. Uh, you just want to do hair. You don't make well, any money.
0: And- how, many, how many of us have said this? Oh, I'm, I'm going to hair school as something to fall back on. Yeah, a lot of people would, that was like, when I went to hair school, it was really something to fall back on. And yeah. I ended up falling in love with the business, like through mentors. Yeah. Um, but it was always, I told people like, Oh, it's just something to fall back on. Like I'll do whatever, like just to get me through school. And now this business is like no joke.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you can make a beautiful living and a lot of, of you live a beautiful life in this field. And, and you
1: act, you end up doing what you love and you make people look and feel beautiful within a couple of hours. I mean, what other industry can do that? I can't think of one, you know? Plastic surgery, great, but that's weeks to come, you know? Um, we have generally the most incredible um, uh, career and especially like you and I, Gina, we definitely worked our ass off to be where we are and I feel like people look at us and think like, Everything was handed to us, and that's so far out from the truth. We really worked hard to be where we are, and now we get to enjoy the life that we do. But also, you know, I always say this we started from zero clients, zero followers, zero everything, and we paved our way up to be who we are. So, anyone that's listening, you can do the same as that what what we're doing. We are no different than anyone else. The only difference is the drive that we have. We don't give up. Uh, We take uh, criticism with a good way. We, we, We take things in even though it might be hard to hear and just learn from it and grow from it and just keep pushing forward. And I think that anyone that's listening you can be where we are and you can do even more things than we're doing, be even greater than we are. It's just really about the persistency and, you know, overcoming a lot of hard work.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I saw this not too long ago, the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is successful people will make time on their calendar to learn things that are holding them back. So say you want to start a website, say you want to put a class online, say you want to launch an apron line, say you want to do X, Y, and Z. uh, Some people will stop and say, well, I don't know how I would get that shipped. And then they would just stop there. The successful person is going to reach out to 10, 20, 30 people, Google, phone call, find people who are doing this, pick their brain and figure it out and and get it done. And and they're going to do it even if they have the chance to fail because doing it and failing is better than wondering what would happen if we did it or not.
1: Absolutely, Gina. I literally, I say that all the time. Uh, one thing that I think that str- is different from the successful people and the mediocre is that we're not afraid to fail. And even if we're afraid, we still do it. You know, fear is like one of the most crippling things that can happen to you. But the minute you go for it, the minute you're going to realize this is not so bad. Or it is that bad, but at least you fucking tried. Am I allowed to cuss on here? <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> you know and like you said at the end of the day when I'm old and like in my deathbed I would rather say at least I tried and failed than always wonder what if
0: and worst case scenario you could end up like me and you can just coach people on all your failures
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly which is not worst case scenario that's a pretty damn good thing
0: worst case scenario your failure can be used as a lesson for others
1: Absolutely. I always
0: talk about this Jay. Um, he, and I only talk about Jay on this podcast multiple times because we're both friends with him. And it's funny because when Jay ended up leaving behind the chair in Dayton, um, I coached him on how to say goodbye to his guests, one guest at a time, uh, because I had a nervous breakdown and said, I'm not doing hair anymore. Goodbye, everybody. And I just ghosted, uh, an entire clientele. And, really? Yeah, it was really bad. Story. It's a really long story, but I was going through a lot of stuff and I was really overwhelmed with owning an, a salon. I had a walkout. I had like a lot of stuff happening and I just couldn't do everything. But instead of being able to like look at everything in a rational way, speak to every guest one-on-one, do six weeks more of appointments, let everybody know who they're going to see, oversee the next appointment, X, Y, Z, like th- what I coached Jay to do I had to make my mistake and I had to fail at doing that so that I could help others succeed. So the thing is, even if you are scared, you guys, your failure could be a big, beautiful blessing that could be used to help others. So I think that that's worthy of putting in here. And I love that. Right, I love love that. I love this interview so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. Um, this is going to bring me to my next question. So we were talking about, um, before we veered off, we were just talking about like how busy it is. And, you know, the sometimes you have to have feedback. Sometimes it's not hard. It's not easy to be where where we are for sure. And my question to you is, are, do you have any like daily things that you do or any rituals or anything that like, could help people get through, like, how do you manage stress? I guess that's what I'm saying. How do you get through? How do you cope with being Larissa Love? I'm sure you have mad people talking shit online. I'm sure you have a fully booked schedule. I'm sure your fiance we're going to talk a little bit later about, but you guys both travel, you're behind the chair, you have a salon, you've got people. Like how do you make it work? Because I was in the salon the other day screaming with my veins popping out of my neck like ready to smash a wall, and I just like can't see you doing that. So <laughs> No, you have not
1: been around me for that long because I've had breakdowns. I've had like mental breakdowns. I've had panic attacks. That comes with the territory of what we are, who we are, what we do. Um, And so if people think like, oh, her life looks so perfect and she's always happy. That is so not the case, you guys. Um, I have probably way more anxiety than you think. I'm actually diagnosed with chronic anxiety. And I do take medication for it. And I don't really speak about that lightly or, or if ever, but it's something that I want people to, to know that it's okay to resort to that if you need to. Um, you know. And I feel like when you have so much pressure, that's how I feel. I feel like the more I do, the more people expect. And so the more pressure I have and how I cope with that is by I'll take medication if I need to, but I generally take things day by day. That has been probably like the one thing that has saved me. Instead of thinking of, I have all these shows coming up. I have all these events. I have to record all this. I have like, I have to post out content. I generally take things day by day. So I look at my schedule. I'm like, okay, what is tomorrow, right? And prepare for tomorrow. Or, you know, if there's a big show coming up, I'll prepare for, you know, a week prior. But I literally take everything one event at a time, one show at a time. Um, because if I do, if I don't, I will probably have the most craziest mental breakdown and just stop my life.
0: Um, Larissa, I just had a breakthrough. Thank you. Because no. like that is what I'm struggling with. Remember we were talking before we went live. Yeah. That's what I'm struggling with is I look at everything I have to do instead of just like the next thing. And like, I wonder, I'm like, how can I live a life where I'm not like uber, so like super duper prepared? But like, what if I only prepare for the next day?
1: Exactly. And honestly, when you prepare too much, when you over-prepare, then that's where you lose your authenticity too, Gina. And for anyone that's listening- don't over prepare but be prepared if that makes any sense um and just really take your life day by day otherwise everything is gonna all these events or your life or what things you have to do your agenda will overwhelm you and you'll never be able to really be in the now and you won't be able to truly enjoy this beautiful life you know we have just being alive is so special and i feel like we even take that for granted how like it's, it's insane that we're even on this earth, that we got to be chosen on this earth out of gazillions of different species and people that could have been here. Um, so just even think about how beautiful life just from you being here on earth is. And like take a breather, take it day by day and just work on one event, one project at a time.
0: That's I love it. Nice. Yeah. It's really good advice. It's totally, it's like, I never, I never want to be ungrateful and I get overwhelmed so easily sometimes. And it's because I do look from a bird's eye view out. Cause I'm like an over planner and I'm going to try that as just like day by day, prepare what I can and not look at like so much. Thank you. I yeah. love that. Um, okay. My next question for you is, and I, I think I know the answer, but I don't, I don't know if I do. What do you like to do for fun? And when do you make time to do it? So it's
1: not like I have like a scheduled life. I mean, I do,
0: <laughs> but um, not like
1: I have a scheduled life of like when I'm going to have fun or what I'm going to do. So I work out a lot. I love to work out. That's also another great stress reliever for me. Um, and I love to travel. That's probably my number one that thing. Was that was my
0: answer. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love to do that. So I will, and I've always done this since I've been doing hair, and this is might be a little like too much but I every three months I would take a week off and go travel somewhere that that was always just my norm I love seeing the world I love uh, exploring different cultures and so I love to travel and with my fiance he's in a band and he's traveling all the time always on tour and I love the fact that he's always traveling and I get to go see him we're different we've been into like Nineteen different countries already, and we've been together for a year and a half. You know, I love that. Travel a lot, but I also love traveling on my own. And uh, I don't necessarily have like hobbies. I guess I love. I just love working out and like hanging out with my dog and my fiance and my friends. But I don't really necessarily even have time for my friends as much as I want to. I, uh, you know, my my love is my career and my family. You know, that's my love. And traveling.
0: I love it. And you put all that first and you make it work. Um, how often are you behind the hair? behind the hair, behind the chair. Like, are you still taking full clientele or are you traveling more now?
1: The more I'm in this industry, the less I'm behind the chair, but the more busier I am, if that makes any sense. Um, when I first started out with Cosap, I was behind the chair every single, or every single week, uh, Tuesday through, well, first in the beginning, it was Monday through Saturday, because I was so overbooked, and then had to do a lot of traveling, and then eventually, went Tuesday through Saturday, and now it's Tuesday through Friday, so I'm still technically behind the chair every week, but I'm gone more than I am in the salon, and I see my life kind of steering more towards education and traveling and shoots and all of that than being behind the chair. But this is something that I will never stop. I love having owning my own salon. I love being behind the chair. I love doing clients. It gives me one, a a, a great way of like, experiencing new techniques and trying new things out and i feel like keeps like that artistic juices flowing but also too this is why i started is because i love being behind the chair i love doing clients and having that relationship with them and and like i was saying earlier making them look and feel beautiful that's why i fell in love with this art uh form in the first place
0: it keeps you humble it reminds you where you came from i love that you said that you said this is why i started yeah and never stop doing it. I'm going back behind the chair, um, you know, now, and I'm really excited. Like I wasn't at first, I was just like, I'm cause I don't like to commit my time. I really don't like to have scheduled like for a long period of time, like to schedule something out for like five weeks or something like I get nervous. And I, I was really nervous about it, but I'm really excited to go back. Cause I, it is why I started. And like, when you think of new techniques and growth and in the business, like it's, you have to be in it and it doesn't have to be 24 seven.
1: Exactly. How can you educate and teach new techniques when you're not even trying them out? And the doll head is not the same, you know, you need like a real life human, like that's where you could do all the color corrections and crazy experiments. Um, on, on, on a real human head of
0: hair. It's not and the same. And trying it like 50 times on 50 different nice. people and seeing yeah. like how, and, and to be a really good teacher, it's like, you gotta see it 50 times and you have to know the answer to the question before it comes, cause you've already experienced it.
1: Exactly. And for you, Gina, my advice would be, you know, you don't have to be full-time behind the chair. Um, why don't you just take a day or two out of the week to-, to use I did, start- I
0: did Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, there Wednesday
1: you go, Thursday. perfect. You know, and then slowly groove into it, whether you are enjoying it and loving it, or if not, then do one, one time a week or one off random day, just to like, kind of keep that like rhythm. I do
0: models, but I miss my clients. Like I miss having, like, it was never that I didn't want to do my client's hair. It was really just, I didn't want to do everything. Right full time. Cause I was doing everything at full capacity. And I'm just like, I need to put all my eggs in one place for just a short amount of time and focus at least.
1: But listen, we have to put in the time to be more picky, right? So mm-hmm. you put in that time. I put in the time where now we can pick and choose the clients that we want and what we oh, yeah. are doing and what we don't want to do, you know? Um, so now you can pick and choose the type of clientele you want. So you can have, have, uh, you can have more fun being behind the chair and let your artistic juices flow.
0: It'll be definitely a different experience for me because like when I was behind the chair before it was as a salon owner, like as a, like as a brand, it was never like as Gina, like as me, like who could be my normal, normal, normal self. I was always like worried about the salon and like every stylist having my eyes like on everybody. It's just like a different experience. I'm excited. I'm nice excited
1: for you. I Thank think you're sure. going to love it. And I think, Like I was saying earlier, this is the reason why I started. And I think you're going to realize this is the reason why you started too. And Mm -hmm. don't lose yourself by trying to help everyone else out. Because how can you do that when you're not helping yourself out?
0: It's true. We all do it, right? Yeah. All right. I have one more. Okay. I like literally feel like you already answered this multiple times. Like how do you balance and manage it all? And I just feel like you just like, it's your lifestyle. It's a lifestyle.
1: It absolutely is a lifestyle. And I hate when people are like, How how do you find your balance? Where's your balance? I hate that question, balance. Like, I don't have balance and I don't want balance because I do what I love, you know. And even though there there might be stressful times, I'm still doing what I love. And that is my balance. My balance or no balance is going to be when I stop doing what I love, you know, and I start doing things because I have to. I'm doing things because I love it. And I don't want a balance, I don't need it. Um, I, I know some people are like, I do yoga in the morning and then I do this and that. I, I, don't, I don't really have a set schedule like that. My balance is just enjoying life and you know, taking it as it goes.
0: I love it. I love you so much, Larissa. And this interview was so good. It's one of my favorites ever. I'm sorry it took me so <laughs> long to ask you. The first I thing she said was like, you. Was I'm like why, did, why did it take you so long? I was just like, I just learned how to use Zoom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love you. This I love so it. Cute. And you know, you're 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 such a wonderful human, and you are a really great mentor. And I'm super excited for your journey. Um, like you said, we're colleagues now with joico and hopefully, we will be colleagues for a very long time. And I'm
0: counting on. It. I am I'm here for
1: so. you, and I know you're here for me. And we are gonna rock people's world. I'm ready. Let's go.
0: I'm ready too. Let's go. 2020 is over.
1: <laughs> I know. I feel like this year just started, and now it's like summer. Where the yep. time?
0: Yeah. And we're going to kill it. Thank you, Larissa, so much for making the time to be here. We so appreciate you being your authentic self and setting the standard and and setting, you know, what's possible for hairstylists. And it's really amazing. And we all like hope you never stop sharing your story. Oh, thank you,
1: Gina. I love you so much. And don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. If anything, I'm barely
0: getting started. Thank you for listening to the Gina Bianca podcast.